I have come to lead you to the other shore, into eternal darkness, into fire, and into ice. Welcome to St. Paxton, a narrative real play podcast created by friends to explore humanity and endure horror. A world where you can try anything. Hey everyone, welcome back to St. Paxton, where we keep knives in our dice kits. I'm the GM, Veronica. I don't have a knife. I'm Stacy, and I always stab with knife, and also I play Bellamy. Hey there, I'm Mike, and I play Todd B. Who gets stabbed with knives. Yes. Routinely. I'm Steph, and I play Clara, and I only stab books. My name is Fred, and I play Edward Worthington III, and bats always beat knives. Oh yes. my gosh. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone back. <laughs> uh, okay, well, thanks everyone. That was the perfect intro, and I feel like we don't even really need to introduce ourselves anymore. Can we just please reuse that going forward? <laughs> Every single time. That would make me happy. You watch as Nicholas Watley's face forms from ice. A few moments pass and you all hear this loud beating heart. And it seems like it's filling the room. And you see Bellamy and her ice sculpture just sort of getting wet. And then Bellamy steps through. Uh, hey there, Bells. What? Where? Where are we? What are all of these? Are these people? Is this real? As far as we can tell, yeah. I... I've been hearing your voices for so long. I can't believe this. And I will rush over to hug Clara. I will hug you very tightly. I will move between each of them and uh, give them hugs as well. I, I'm so sorry. I've missed you guys so much. How long have you been gone or have we been gone a long time months months and months I too long Edward as you give Bellamy a hug and she's like wrapping her arms around you you notice something very different about just her physique she feels fit very much like she has a lot more muscle mass now. She's in kind of a baggy sweatshirt and some baggy sweatpants, but her body feels different. And the rest of you might know that, but Edward for sure recognizes this. Well, I'm just glad you're back. You look 
you look great. Uh, I'm sorry, we were kind of watching, I guess, and I was trying to get a hold of you, but we've been stuck in here for a while, and I don't know, I'm just glad you're back. What do you mean, stuck? Listen, it would be much easier if we just show you what we saw. Okay. I will step over the pedestal and rewind back to the point where we entered this room after the explosion at Clara and Edward's wedding at some point in the past. So we've been here before. Yeah, not sure how many times. Bellamy, this sounds awfully familiar, like something that someone else has told you. So, I mean, Nicholas had mentioned that the world was like resetting or something. And for some reason, we, I don't remember it, but he remembers some of it. Maybe Nicholas will know what's going on. Uh, I start to look around the room. You very clearly see the ice formation of Nicholas's body, wearing the same clothes that he was wearing when you remember things coming to an end. I walk over to it. Um, how, how does this work? How do we get him out? People just come out? Oh. Wait, do, do we want him to come out? As Edward says that, the fleshy color of Nicholas's skin sort of blinks in and out. Uh, uh, yes, yes, of course we want him to come out. I don't think you guys realize um, how much Nicholas helped me. Like, he, he means a lot to me. At... How much do we know about him and who or what he is? I mean, I know a lot about him. We spent all of this time together. He he was the only person here for me. You guys, when when you left, when all of that happened, the people were angry. <laughs> They basically shunned me, and I spent all of my time in Masatalago, hearing your voices, just breaking down and, and going crazy. And Nicholas was the only thing, the only person, really, he, he kept me sane. He kept me going. So, Bells, we, we don't know how this works. We don't know why we can remember things, but we didn't remember things previously. He might not remember. Or we might not remember after we leave. I, I don't know how it works. I don't know if that was Darius messing with it or or what. I mean, he, he told me he remembers other things. That was part of it. I mean, he, he said that I that we would be together again, but it, it was that he didn't know how long it was going to take because Darius wasn't around, so resets, who knows, but now it's happening. But now there's also, like, a whole... I mean, don't you have all these new memories in your head? As Todd says that, all of the 
additional statues that are in the room just shatter, turn into tiny little cubes of ice. The only statues that remain are those of Nicholas and a small dog. These cubes of ice begin to melt and you see that there's probably a foot of water that's just surrounding all of you and is stuck in this mausoleum. Also, we haven't quite figured out how to leave. Yeah, there's that. Is that bad? Another set of bodies, or rather statues, appears, and the water level rises. Um, I... I'm, uh... <laughs> I'm, I want to rush over and pick up my puppy, my puppy sculpture, and I'm going to hold it because I don't want it to drown. As you do, the puppy comes to life and it starts paddling up against you and begins licking your face. Oh, Maslow. Oh, I'm so glad you're okay. Uh, At that, when I realized that worked with the dog, I'm going to go over and I guess like hug the statue of Nicholas. As you hug the statue of Nicholas, the rest of your team watches knowing that they have seen Nicholas stare right at them through the mirror, knowing full and well what was happening. And you watch as Bellamy pulls his statue close to her and his eyes come alive, just his eyes. And they scan the room and they take a long, hard look at each of you. And then you notice that the ice statue, its mouth lilts up at the corner and a devious smile appears and then Nicholas buries his head in Bellamy's neck. You did it. We made it. I'm so happy. Me too. I missed you. I missed you too. I'm so glad this worked. Everybody started shattering. I was so worried. Yeah. Well, where are we? I turned back to the group. None of us, none of us know it's a box, but there's this thing over here that Todd was showing me that, like, we can see things through. But, um, I think we need to get out of here. Yeah, Bells, I think he already knows about that. Um, but we do need to get out of here fast. Wait, what do you mean? Who knows about what? Who are you? Uh, oh, oh, I'm, oh my gosh! I'm so re- so. This is Clara, and that's oh, Clara. Cla- I'm so, I didn't recognize you because of your face. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I I know you. You're you're Edward and Todd. Okay. Wow, I can't believe I'm finally really getting to meet you. It, you already met us. Amazing. So, w- what we can tell is. Darius either came in or exited from this spot on the wall, but it's just a wall, so we're we're really at a loss. Any any thoughts, Bell? I will walk over and run my hand along the wall. Can I use spot hidden? You can try anything. Cool. I'm gonna roll a spot hidden then. I got a two. 
which is very blue. A two? Yes. Bellamy, one with Earth, one with St. Paxton, wholly centered in mind, body, and soul. You put your hands on the ground and you feel the water moving like it's being slowly sucked out from the bottom as though there's some sort of filter and you very slowly start going to areas where you think that it feels like it's like maybe it's stronger like the pull is stronger and you see that the water is very slowly seeping out from underneath the place where the wall meets the floor as though there's a tiny little gap between the floor and the wall. Maybe that's how air is getting in or you're not sure, but you know that something has happened that if you needed to, you could get out by making yourself extraordinarily small and going between the floor and the wall. I look around for a little bottle that says, eat me. You see a small bottle up here and it says, eat me. What? How did you do that? I am not sure. I... Um, so I, I found a small, uh, gap between the floor and the wall, and it made me think maybe if we were small, we could just scoot on underneath there, which made me think of Alice in Wonderland and this. So let's do it. Oh, oh, oh. can't, can't you... Maybe with the water move, is it like a door? Can you move it up? Maybe. That might be safer than drinking a strange bottle. No, no, here, give it to me. I'll test it. I'll try it. I don't want you to get hurt. Well, I mean, I don't want you to get hurt either. I'm the one who conjured it. You also don't know if there's going to be another one to make you grow big at the end. Like, this didn't exactly go well for Alice <laughs> That's in the story. That's fair. <laughs> We're not sure it wasn't just acid. Right, so let me do it. We shouldn't (laughs) sacrifice Bellamy. Okay, we're not sacrificing anyone. Maybe try the water thing first, Bells? I will try the water thing first. What do you do? I will take the puppy and hand it off to Nicholas. And then I will stand there and like, I'm going to breathe deep. And I'm going to center myself and attempt to use my mind to push the water under the gap and like force it up like a jet. Not not like that fast, but like a controlled jet of water for that force. Cool. So Bellamy starts meditating or something in the middle of the room Um in, in the meantime, the rest of you notice that several other ice statues have appeared and begin to melt. The water is now almost at breast level for those of you that are shorter. I'm going to go ahead and stop. I turn and take Maslow back from Nicholas and hand him the jar. 
you notice that Maslow is not doing super well. The water is very cold. It's just melted ice. I, I hold him on my shoulders above my head. He kind of gets up on your head and just sits there like a dog hat. That works for me. Please be careful. You hear some whining. Look, I don't think we have a choice. Give it to me. I'll I'll eat it. I do not like this. I hand him the bottle, but I trust you. How are the rest of you looking or reacting to Nicholas? I am very nervously glancing between Clara and Edward. What's the intent of that? Like, are you trying to, like, relay something to us? Like... No, no, I'm just like, uh... Well, Todd just watched her basically go crazy because we were trying to chat with her and then develop this relationship, and then she has trust in this individual. And even though that we have misgivings, Todd just doesn't know what to do about it. So he's just kind of looking at Clara and Edward like, are we going to do something about this? Should we trust him? Type of thing. Impulsively... I yell out, we don't have the time for this. And I grab the bottle. Hey, no, what are you doing? Oh, I uncork it and drink it. Edward, you feel this horrible sensation in your stomach. It's as though you have every flu that mankind has ever known. It's horrific. You feel nauseous and hot and cold in every single part of your body aches as you are watching all of your friends grow into enormous, just terrifying giants. Each of you see your friend Edward disappear. Just in thin air, he does not appear to be alive. I mean, he is vanished, completely gone. This is almost like a replay of what happened in Jonathan Crandall's cabin, except he didn't get snapped in half. I nervously look over to the pillars to see if Edward appears in ice. He does not. Nobody move. What if he's super tiny? Well, then he'd float or drowned. Ooh, no, no. Or swim? He's a good swimmer. He is. Well, I'm just saying we can't step on him. Right, don't, but I mean, like, don't create currents that'll make it harder for him to... <laughs> Edward, you are the size of a tiny little sugar ant. You're so small. And you see your friends looking around you, and you hear this thundering, booming voice. Don't create... That'll make it harder and for then suddenly <laughs> you feel this horrible sensation of being sucked down into the bottom of this mausoleum. But then you notice that there's this huge yellowish fur all around you. And the rest of you notice that Maslow, the pup, has dived off of Bellamy's head and is now flopping around in the water. Oh, shit. Edward, 
rolled swim. Okay, so I rolled a 57, but my swim is a 40. Would you like to use any of your luck to make that a success? Uh, Absolutely. So that's 17 luck points I must spend. Okay. Edward, you're able to orientate yourself and understand that you are in this... It would be like being in a bed of seaweed and just being caught up in all of the muck and like these long tendrils. But you come to realize that you are in the dog's fur and you are able to grab on to its tiny little hairs and it begins paddling back up to the surface. And there you are just on top of its head. The rest of you could no more see Edward than you could see a stray flea on this dog. Bellamy, you hear a voice say, I got him. I will look around. Hello? Which I say out loud. Mama, I got him. I look at Clara. Um, are you hearing that? I heard you say hello. I'm assuming I don't hear the dog voice. No one hears this. Are you still hearing voices? Oh my gosh, is Edward in another room? Oh my god, is he okay? It's not Edward's, it's not Edward's voice. And the only voices I ever heard was your threes. I look at Nicholas. (laughs) Is it his voice? It's not. And then I look down at Maslow. Even though Maslow cannot smile at you because he is dog and you are human. He looks proud. I will pick him up out of the water and like nuzzle, nuzzle him nose to nose and just like hold him like a little puppy. (laughs) I'm still like, I don't know what's happening. (laughs) Edward, you are very close to Bellamy's face. Bellamy. Hey! You don't hear that. That was so weird, though. I... The voice said... I got him. Do you think it could have been Maslow? I mean... Everybody speaks to their their pets. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time we've communicated with an animal, right? But they don't speak back. Isn't that right, Maslow? You don't speak back. No, I don't speak back. Uh, uh, you, okay, okay, okay. So you got him? You, you got Edward? The dog doesn't say anything. It just kind of keeps paddling there, kind of happy, but also getting real cold again. Oh no, I picked him up and I'm holding him, remember? How? The water is now at shoulder level for you. You let me do it, and you said I was very. Cl- Edward was very close to my face. Yeah, he's very close to your face because the dog is oh, swimming have- next to your okay. face. God, I wish there was a drain in this room. Well, there, there's a gap under the wall. It's just going very slowly. Well, that doesn't help us at the moment. If Edward's super tiny, maybe he can get under it. But then I don't know how that helps the rest of us. Can he hold his breath? From I hope, uh, yeah. Let's not think about that. Well, how tiny is he? Edward, let me know if there's any action that you want to take. 
Do I hear Maslow? Oh, no. No, no, no. You hear the heartbeat and panting of a dog. So obviously I should have thought of what reasoning I would have taken to drink this. But after hearing Todd and Clara talk about the drain and the gap between the floor and the wall, I will jump off of Maslow and dive into the water and try to reach wherever the current is like pulling from. As you continue to go on your deep sea adventure, the pressure of the water all around you becomes too much to bear. But then as you try to swim back up, it kind of like gets worse because you get these horrific pains in your stomach and your lungs. And it's just, it's, it's a horrible sensation really. More ice bodies appear and begin to melt. You are all at nose level. Some of you have to tread water in order to stay alive. Um, so this isn't good? No. We need a plan B. Maybe the console? I don't know. How did Darius open the door? How, how did you conjure the bottle, Bellamy? Can't you conjure a door? I attempt to conjure a door in the same way I conjured a bottle that said, eat me. And I think about it appearing in the wall. Okay. You all see a door appear in one of the walls. I swim over and attempt to open it. Is there anything, Edward, that you wish you could have right now? Is there anything at all that you wish could just appear in front of you? I wish for something to return me to my original size. Oh, that's good. That's good. All of you are kind of like trying to swim toward the door that's at the very opposite end of this mausoleum. And your bodies are shaking and shivering. And then you're, some of you are getting to a point where they're not doing that. It's so cold in here. And you've been in here for such a long time. And then you hear someone come through. And it's like they're walking through the water somehow. Edward. You see something in kind of like this old diving suit and it walks up to you and it takes you by your teeny tiny little fingies and it pulls you up to where the hose is in its mouthpiece and it stuffs you into the little breathing hole and you feel this horrible sensation of being blown up like a balloon some of you getting larger than the rest of you and all of you watch and kind of hear and see as the water rises slightly and Edward just kind of appears next to you but he looks very bloated And then this 
diver from nowhere sort of pushes in your tummy and you let out this burp. And then the door opens from the other side and you all are washed out of the mausoleum. And is this figure still there? What figure? The the diver. You didn't see a diver. Oh, I didn't. Okay. Is my figure back to normal and no longer bloated? I mean, you're a little gassy. But my physique is back to normal. Abs for days. Okay, good. You did it. You made it. I will look around the new room we're in. Oh, you're not in a room. You're in the backyard of Malsado Lago. But things look different here. As the water escapes, you notice that it just seeps into the ground. It doesn't make this, like, huge wave of water that just scatters all over the backyard. No, it seeps into the ground. It's going to wake up. What's going to wake up? St. Paxton and all of its residents. They're going to wake up now. I made it. I made it through. What? And I didn't need him at all. (laughs) You mind uh, filling in some blanks here, Nicholas? Because I'm really cold and wet and not in the mood. And you're sounding really questionable. Oh, I'm not questionable. (laughs) Your very existence, that's questionable. But I think maybe you've turned something on that you weren't supposed to turn on. I think you've done something that you weren't supposed to do. Which thing? How do you know about that? I say nervously. Because you've never done it without him before. I've watched you. I've watched you all for many, many years. Come in and out. Right, Bellamy? I told you about this. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, I remember. You remember him spying on us? Well, not spying, just paying attention. He's trying to help. I'm not here to hurt you. I just want to live like you. Is that so wrong? Slash and die like us? Yeah, we're having a real rough time lately. I don't know if you want to live that way. Here's a question, Nicholas. How come Clara's eye is still messed up? My arm is fine? We're, the rest of us are all fine? I mean, Bellamy's actually better than fine. Look at her. But what, what? What the hell does that mean? What is happening? What? She's just found her zen. Yeah, she looks fantastic. And he points to Clara. You, you did something dangerous. Yeah? I was trying to help, for the record, but yeah, you could call it risky. We've been the same-ish every time we've come back. And this time, Clara didn't heal injuries that are, I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Then, yeah, we probably fundamentally changed something. Is it because Darius wasn't here to reset it himself? I think it is. Would he be able to 
Reset it and get my eye back? No, I don't think so. I think that what happened to your eye is beyond Darius. Oh, that's great. I think what happened to your eye is something truly powerful. I'd be interested to see what happens to your eye the next time you decide to reset. Is it ever going to come back? That's an experiment we should be thinking about. Yeah, see, when you say things like, let's experiment on you, you just still sort of sounding questionable, Nicholas. He didn't say he wanted to experiment on you. Uh, He just meant that in the natural flow of things, we're going to keep resetting. So as long as we remember, it'll kind of be like an experiment. And I think this is the first time you've all remembered, right? You don't actually remember other lives. You remember reading about lives and maybe you saw them some way but don't you actually remember right now don't you feel memories well yeah but we watched us come out one time and Darius did something to us we were really mad at him and and then we all seemed to calm down and then step out of the room and I guess that was like another lifetime but I, I think when we come back we do remember but he just wasn't here to remove it. Which, I mean, honestly, maybe that was a good thing to remove it. It's a little hard remembering dying. Wait, I'm I'm questionable because I want to see what happens the next time you reset. But it's fine if someone erases your memories. That's fine with you. That's not questionable. It's Darius. I'm just saying, maybe I don't want to remember dying. Maybe I don't want to remember being eaten alive by a monster. Maybe I don't want to remember sitting in a room for nine months without eating or drinking. Watley, you you just said that you came through, that something changed. When we were in Crandall's house, you were there. What? Who are you? I'm Crandall's son. I was suspicious because, you know, once it was making a theme park and then suddenly you all just disappeared. And where would I find you? But at my quote unquote father's. Wait, what? Quote unquote? Crandall's never been one to take care of his responsibilities. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, he he was trying to help us. But you are not his responsibility. Oh. Hey, do you mind if I talk to my friends real quick and you just stand over there? And I start pulling Clara and Todd and Bellamy on a sidebar. As you do this, Nicholas will kind of hold on to Bellamy's hand and just let her slip. Just the tips of your fingers slip away from each other as he pulls away his hand and smiles sweetly at Bellamy. Does Bellamy come or does she resist? I come with, but I'm smiling at Nicholas as I'm dragged away. Look, I don't know if you guys remember, but when I was reading that book in Crandall's house, it talked about his one love and that she was taken and was offered up by her father to some thing and that two sons were born a monster and a human boy 
Do you guys remember me talking about that? Yeah, but wasn't there something wrong with the boy? Yes. Watley is Crandall's son. But there's nothing wrong with him. Well, there was two of them. Is there? The monster and the brother. Is this the monster like the monster that we saw in Crandall's house? That's got to be his brother. So... Look, we can't trust him. Yes, we can. Bells, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we left you for nine months, but we had no control over that. We died, and we were stuck in a room. Yes, you died because I left you. I left you to die. And then Nicholas helped me. He helped me get through it and understand that I just had to live again until it ended properly and I would see you guys again. He He's taught me so much, guys, so much. He's helped me in so many ways. I, I just can't even describe it. He is like, he's my rock. He's trustworthy. I trust him. Was he helping you to help you or was he helping you to find a way to join you? I don't know. Trust is a tricky thing. Don't you think it's curious that he is excited to have come through with us and that he has all these questions and that he has these feelings about Darius? Like, I don't trust him. No, because we talked about it. I, it's not like he kept any of this a secret. This is all stuff we talked about. What are you talking about? Like, him watching us? Well, he wasn't really watching. He was just paying attention. Like I said, he was trying to figure things out. He just wants to help. What, what do you mean? So he was aware that we were dying and rebuilding in a room and he's he has knowledge of this? Like... Yes, the resets. He wants to understand why they happen. Why does he know about the resets? I don't know. He doesn't know either. He just retains the memories. Exactly. It's so weird. Then why do you have to even come through? Yeah, wouldn't he just reset with everybody else? And But retain his memories? Well, it sounds like... I mean, I don't think he's done this part before. This is something new. So maybe it's because of he and I's connection. I mean... Even Maslow, I just got Maslow, but we have a special connection, and Maslow came through to as well. Well, it's... Bellamy, I, I don't think anybody's saying that he's he can't be trusted in entirely. It's just, you've had nine months, we've had... I don't know, but it seemed like yesterday. It, 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 it literally just happened for us. And we don't know what's happening, and and you've you've had a while to come to terms with it, and we we just died. No, and and I get that, and I'm not asking you guys to like just completely trust him up front, but I mean he's gonna be around, and and I hope that you guys are gonna give him a chance, and just I want you to have the opportunity to realize that he's a really really great guy. Yeah, I, I think I just need more information. Um, I, the, the little I know is not enough to, to make a judgment call on his personality or just give me time. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe we should all go inside, take hot showers, get into cozy, comfy clothes, and I could cook us up a meal. Look, I'm good with that, but I am taking a hard stance. 
He does not stay with us. I do not trust him. We do not know him. And I do not feel comfortable him staying with us. Uh, so he's going to have to get some things out of your room? Um, He didn't live in this reality. Or at least... Actually, I don't know how that works. Yeah, we don't know if our stuff is here or not. But if it is... It's probably... We're going to have to do a little cleanup. Wait, why... What do you mean? Why does he have to get stuff out of my room? Uh, you know, I said I was isolated and he was really the only person who had talked to me, so... He kind of ended up staying here a lot, and we're not really at a point in our relationship where we need to be sharing a room together, necessarily, so... Wait, are you guys, like, a thing or just friends? I'm not sure. It's kind of... It's kind of in the middle. It's kind of in the middle. As you say this, I'm not sure. You have this memory now of now that you're like standing here in this St. Paxton and in this reality, you have these really weird feelings about Edward. Was there something between you? But there's like something there. It's so weird. I don't really want to talk about it. Uh, so let's just, let's just gloss over that. Uh, but yeah, well, let's just go inside and see if stuff is left. Wait. Um, and Bells, there are so many rooms in our house. I told him to pick one. Why did you let him stay in my room? Bathroom, the dining room. Because you room. were dead and you Living weren't going to use it. And I told him to like pick a room he was comfortable in. Wow. I'm sorry. I didn't think you would have an issue with it. I mean, he didn't go through your stuff and touch things and he didn't wear your clothes or brush your, his teeth with your toothbrush or any of that stuff. It, uh, he brought his own things. I changed the sheets. Wait, can we get back to the console and just... As Todd looks back to the console thinking, well, perhaps we could just look all of this up and find an answer. You see that the mausoleum has completely sealed itself again. There is no door. There's nothing. It's just the mausoleum. No getting in and no getting out. Guys? Mm-hmm. That's weird, right? Or it's what always happens. Except we wouldn't know. Um, I don't think I'm supposed to be here, actually. So I'm not going to head in with you guys. Wait, Wait, what? What? Uh, this isn't the way I come in. What? What, Todd? Are are you? Did you hit your head when we got carried out by the water? No, don't you remember? No, it's just it's all coming back. Like, and Todd starts walking away from you and towards the bridge. Todd, what? Where are you going? I will see you in like just a few minutes. Don't worry about me. I will be there. Just go in. What the fuck is going on? First, Bells gives my room away. Are you? And now Todd is having a moment and is leaving. What? I said I was sorry. Look, we're gonna finish this conversation later, Bells. Let's let's go inside and see what happens with Todd, and uh, <sighs> and, and we can figure. 
Watley out later. He's not coming in. No, yes, he is coming in. I He has to get warm. I don't want him to get hypothermia. He won't live here. You said you don't want him to live here. He's not going to live here. I think one night's not going to kill everybody. Uh, listen, guys. Um, everything seems really heated right now, but could we please go inside? Yes, yes, that's where we're going. Maslow, come on. And I will put my arm around Nicholas's waist and guide him inside. I I don't know what's going on anymore. Dude, can you believe the way Bells is acting right now? Like, we died and she lived for nine months and all of a sudden he's more important than us. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine things from her point of view thinking we were dead and being all alone. Um, As you all walk into the house, you notice that the decor is different. It's more gothic. You certainly remember in the last time that you were in Mosado Lago, it was modern, Scandinavian even. And when we were outside, the landscape was similar to how we recall it. The island was intact for the most part. The island looks different, but it's so dark, it's difficult to tell. Um, You would certainly need better lighting. Well, I I don't know. I'm just glad that I didn't destroy the island and it's still here. I mean, you kind of did destroy an island. That, I mean, it's kind of worrisome, really. To me, if I'm being honest, like, you just walked right up to that console and just started doing it, and the whole island just was destroyed, Edward. Well, destroyed is a strong word. I mean, here it is. We're standing in Masada Lago, and we're all back together, however awkward and different it is. Yeah. And and I probably wouldn't use the word destroyed, but there's a whole thing with you attacking us, and that kind of got me concerned to start with. When she talks about you attacking her, you feel these weird feelings and memories. Kind of like you're having a conversation with, with an old flame. You're talking about things that make you uncomfortable and you're feeling feelings that you might be thinking, this is why I got out of this relationship. You also feel oddly very connected to her at the same time. Look, Clara, I let's just drop it, okay? I mean, we're not going to come to an agreement on what happened. You think that I destroyed the world. I look, I was just trying to get us out of the room and Yeah, no. I I don't know. I have memories and I I thought that you know, I could have did whatever Darius was doing and I just wanted us to get out, but Yeah, I think your intentions were in the right place. It just the, the there's something I never told you that I should probably tell you Um, about when we're in that cave and I saw my parents 
my mom spoke to me. And I, I didn't tell you about it because I didn't want to believe it. And I, I, th- I thought maybe I can just reason through it myself. I can figure out what was happening. But she spoke to me and she said, you can't trust him. His father did this to us. And I think your father murdered my parents. And my mom didn't want me to trust you. I didn't want to believe it, so I, I just didn't say anything. Clara, I, I... I don't know what to say. Like, if, if that's true, I, I am so sorry. I mean, you know I wasn't that close to my father, and... I mean, I always knew he was into some shady business, but... I, I, I'm not my father, and... And... Yeah, I know. I, I, I wasn't even going to say anything. It just... It, it worried me when... When you attacked Todd like that, and... Tried to come after me, too. Like, maybe... Maybe there was something behind it. Look, I, I'm not proud about what happened. I... I kind of lost control, and... That's what I always hate about my father is I saw him like that all the time. Um, you know what? I I need to get my head on straight, and um, I'm just not feeling too good right now. So uh, we'll we'll catch up. We'll we'll talk later. Yeah. Okay. And I start walking upstairs. Bellamy and Nicholas are kind of right behind you. And you know how whenever you're walking in your house and you're just sort of doing so out of muscle memory and not so much out of thinking where you're going? That's kind of how each of you approach Mulsado Lago. And you get to this point where, Edward, when you reach out to the door that you're used to going to to sleep, your hands are bumped on each side. One by Bellamy and one by Nicholas as you all reach for the doorknob to Bellamy's room. Todd. After several minutes, you find yourself at a door. Again, muscle memory sort of leads you to where you need to go. You take the key from under the mat, and you unlock a door to a small yellow house with a red door. You tuck the key back underneath the mat, and you walk inside. There is a living room, dining room, a kitchen, all sorts of things. It's a very small, open concept. And there are books everywhere. Did you want to change clothes? Yeah, I will grab a towel and dry off my hair, get changed. You do so. You get into a sharp outfit and you walk into the basement. I will walk up to the pin pad and I will type in my code 
You hear the locking mechanism as it clicks over. I will pull the door open and step inside. It's dark, but it's not anything that you didn't expect. I will find the power breaker and switch it on. Or there's a heavy clang as you flip the breaker on and you see your tunnel with green lights all along the wall. I will make sure the door is locked behind me and go down the tunnel. You walk for a few minutes and then you get to the dock underneath Mosado Lago. There are still boats here, you remember that. And there's a spiral staircase that leads up. There's also, to the right, a breaker. I will flip the breaker. You hear the clang and the green lights flicker off in the tunnel. It becomes completely dark again. And I will take the stairs up. As you take the stairs up, you get to a door. More of a hatch, actually. And there's a keypad. I type in the same code. It does not work. I'll try to think back what I remember in these new memories, if if I'm even supposed to be going this way. You do know that this is the door. But you do know that the code is different for this door than the one in your house. It would be unsafe to have the same password for multiple accounts. Oh, yeah. I forget about these things. Security measures. This is so different. And then I will punch in the reverse of my birthday, which is my next go-to code number. The locking mechanism opens for you. Oh, that's a relief. I open the hatch. You are in the pantry. I will crawl out and close it. Beneath you, there's just a wooden floor with a small rug over it. And cover it up again. And then I will step out into the house. Uh, hello? Todd? Yeah. Clara sticks her head out from the staircase and sees that you're there. Where did you come from? I told you I'd be right back. Okay. Uh, welcome back. Thanks. That's... Okay, cool. Glad you're back. I'm not gonna question it. Like, well, <laughs> d- don't don't you have like the the new memories too? I mean, they're still a little fuzzy for me. But when he says new memories too, you realize that it's extremely late, and you have a speech to make in the morning. Oh my god, the speech! And I'll just run off to my room. Edward. Your hand is now stretched between that of Bellamy and Nicholas. Bellamy, do you say or do anything? Ah, Edward? Is this my room, from what I recall? This is not your room. Now that you are here, you certainly recognize that this is Bellamy's room. You just have a certain comfort and muscle memory of going to that room instead. Oh, um, yeah, that's weird. I'm sorry. I thought I was 
going to my room. I guess the memories are still a little hazy. Obviously. Uh, Yeah, I'm, uh... Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just a little confused, I guess. Um, It's okay. Uh, Let's just (laughs) go to our respective rooms and relax for the night. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna take a shower and clear my head and... Um, I don't know, maybe we can get something to eat later, um, like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll just, uh, just sneak downstairs in a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, I, where's your room then, Watley? I mean, I guess we're staying in the same room, from what I hear. Oh, no, that's not necessary. I'll just... I'll take a shower in Bellamy's room and then I'll I'll figure something else out. Hopefully I <laughs> still have a house here, you know. No, I mean not here, but here. Oh, there's plenty of rooms. Um I'm pretty sure Bellamy doesn't need you bothering her. Here, I'll I'll show you where our guest room is. Um sure. Sure. Whatever makes you more comfortable. Uh, and then I will just kind of point in the direction of the room. Watley goes in the direction that you point him, and he opens the door and gives you a little kind of a fuck you wave as he walks into the room. What's the deal with with him? Like, you're, you and him, like... Bellamy is, like, shrugging and opening her mouth but not saying words. I, we're, you know, I'm going to go, I'm really cold, so I'm going to go take a shower, and I will see you later, she says with finger guns, as she backs into her room and shuts the door. As she finger guns you, you have this really strong memory of this current reality, wherein you and Bellamy find yourselves kind of comforting each other after you and Clara have this really huge fight. And there's this kiss that happens and you didn't expect it to happen. It just kind of happened. And you don't know if it's ever happened before, but she gets really awkward and she says, that can't happen again. (laughs) And she finger guns and walks out. And then you have this other memory of bumping into Bellamy at breakfast and it just kind of like oh, like there's something there there's like this tension but neither one of you are going to say or do or give in to this but as we all know the longer you resist the more intense the feeling is and it gets to a point where your friends notice this chemistry about you and then you just kind of shrug it off like fuck I can't be thinking about this who even knows if that's real right as I shake my head with these newfound memories um, I head over into my room and uh, I immediately shed the clothing off my body and I jump into the shower as you open the door 
you are greeted by a sloppy pile of fur. So happy to see you. This tiny little corgi bounds off of the bed and straight onto your knees and is just clawing at you. So excited, figurating in between your ankles. So happy that you're here. I immediately pick up Clem and I embrace her with just pure joy. Um, And I kind of do like a, a 360 as I twirl with her. And I'm like... Oh, thank God, because let me tell you, shit is fucked up right now, Clem. I am so happy to see you. I'm so happy to see you, too. Have I heard her talk to me before? No, right? No. Uh, uh, I must be tired. I'm hearing things. Bells with Watley and... Bells with Watley? The f- are Clem? Edward? Am am I dreaming right now? Are you talking to me? And that's where we're gonna call it. Oh boy. This new world is fucked. (laughs) Guys, this was this is all of my young adult novel, like just love coming through in this episode. I am so happy for it. Oh my god, V. Uh, fucking bravo. Bravo. Uh, I love god. how when people are going to hear these episodes, they're going to be like, what fucking gear are we in? Yeah. <laughs> all of them at one time. The Rubik's Cube yeah. fell on like teen angst. Like... <laughs> We're all younger in this reality. (laughs) Younger and edgier. Yeah. All of you are 17 years old. You've got to get to high school right away. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a high school with Nighthawk. It's great. Did everyone have at least a fun memory or time? Yes. Yes. All right. We're going to go take a knee. (laughs) This episode was edited by Rob Anderson, the musician who made The Promenade, our opening and closing theme for season two of Welcome to St. Paxton. Find him on Twitter at PotentiallyRob. This episode was produced by Hiroshi, and you can find him at MaybeHiroshi. You can find the rest of the crew on Twitter as well. V is at TypicalVeronica. Mike is at OneGamingLane. Fred is at IThinkImFred. Steph is at StarlitFirefly. And you can find me at DefinitelyStacy. As always, you can follow the show at CAF Podcast and find a permanent link to the Discord in our bio. The podcast art was created by Evan Mitchell. You can find out more about their ventures on the podcast For Whom the Dice Roll. Want to take a look at the clues, information, or photos the cast has stumbled upon during the recording? Head on over to our website at www.cafpodcast.com and click on the link labeled The Show at the top of the screen. If you want to help support the show, please share us with your friends on your preferred social media and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You can also back us on Patreon by going to www.patreon.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, you should check out some of the other Geekling shows, such as Greetings Adventurers, Brute Force, or Dear Internet. Hey everyone, Rob here. 
I don't get to speak on the show very often, stupid budget cuts, but when I get a chance, I always want to thank the wonderful community who support this show and its creation. We wouldn't be able to keep doing it without your kind words and encouragement, but we especially wouldn't be able to do it without our Patreon supporters like Marvin DM. Thank you, Marvin, for believing in St. Paxton. It really, really means a lot. 